And one of them, of course, is connection. We hear connection a lot, especially when we hear about, you know, discipline and tantrums and all that. And really what children are not looking for, they're not looking for um, attention, they're looking for connection. And play is such a positive way to create that connection with your little one. So don't wait for the tantrum and don't wait for the negative experience to happen, but to be down there playing with your little one, giving them that really good quality time. So your phone is not part of this equation. It's not down there with you. You know, you're actually talking with your little ones. You're giving them eye contact. And this can start right from the baby stage. So that means lots of facial expressions, lots of inflection in your voice, being, you know, making up songs, making up little rhymes and just really going back to basics. You don't need equipment, you just need yourself. Hello and welcome Blissful Parenting Community. I'm your host, Michelle Abraham, and today I am bringing you two lovely ladies who have gotten to know over the last little while. They're the hosts and co-hosts of Parent Talk Podcast, which is really cool. These ladies have come together as moms and started a community for other parents who are in the same boat as them, just getting over the mom, all the, as they call it, the mom moments. <laughs> and I love that you guys have coined that. It's really cool. And Genevieve Kyle and Heather Fox are my guests today. And they're both moms with two kids each. And, you know, they really know that it truly takes a village. And, you know, they're always bringing us the latest information and up-to-date stuff on parenting relationships and they're connecting with other experts around the world to bring the moms in their community the best of the best. So I wanted to bring them on to Blissful Parenting here and introduce them to you and I know what they've learned from creating this community. So welcome ladies. Thank Thanks you for having us. Having us. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So now you guys are in the third season of your podcast. So it's called Parent Talk, which is very exciting. It's over 100 episodes you guys have done. I'd love to just quickly, before we dive into anything else, I'd love to know what you guys' favorite thing you've learned from any of your experts you've brought on so far. The favorite thing we learn, Heather, where do we start, right? <laughs> That is a loaded That's question. Hard. <laughs> it's a loaded question. I think for myself, it's the tips and tricks on parenting from different people because sometimes hearing it from another person will have another perspective and that might actually work better for your family. So having a lot of people come on the show with different vision, different tips and tricks for me personally was a treasure. I don't know about you, Heather, but <laughs> I know... The parenting, the tips and tricks was always the most downloaded podcast we have so far, right? Definitely. And I seem so, you know, stereotypical to go back to the parenting because that's what we're doing. But that's really what it seems to be because we're in the thick of it right now. And so even though we've done these podcasts and we've been the ones interviewing them, I find myself going back to them as reference all the time because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, the kids are driving me crazy or we're in a new stage. And, you know, what was that one about again? And yeah, so it's definitely a good one. But there is one more that I do that kind of sticks out just because I think it's kind of to do with kids is because the house gets a little chaotic. And we did have Rowena List, who's a professional organizer, come on. And that was a great one because I was able to kind of refocus and kind of get the house a little organized when it kind of explodes from having two little ones around. 
So there's another good learning tip. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We all know those houses go like chaotic when the kids are around and not even when they're in school, they still come home and then it makes it chaotic afterwards too. Right. So that's awesome. I love that you guys had an organizer and so cool about starting a community. And that's what I love about podcasting too, is you get to have this like it, like almost like one-to-one personal training on like whatever topic it is you're talking about with the expert. And it's great that you're bringing that together to your community through your podcast. So tell us how this all started for you guys. Like, did you know each other before or you just decided to hop on a podcast together one day? (laughs) I think everything started with me. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts for 10 years prior to this. And then me and Heather met at a wedding. Both of her husband were all friends with the groom and we didn't even know each other. And there was three people that was pregnant in the room, me, Heather and Karen, another good friend now of us. And we hit it off right away. And then after that, we did meet quite often at the library for story time. And I started hosting a lot of lunches in my house. So Heather, Heather is the most bubbly person I know. So Heather's always willing and to go anywhere. So she was always the first one responding, yes. And I started sharing with her my vision on podcast and how with all the lunches I did on my house, we met a lot of people. So it's actually our community and me and Heather that started this. Heather was like, I want to be your co-host. I think this is cool. And we just started with a big group of mom. And uh, I was so pleased to see that Heather was just gung-ho and willing to join my project. It's a very, I'm very blessed to have her with me on every episode of Parent Talk. I love it. That's awesome. How do you guys decide who you bring on and what your community needs to hear? Is it from your own personal experiences or are you guys reaching out, finding out what people are interested in? It's a little bit of both, I would say. Initially, as Genevieve said, it was from our community. We had moms come on and talk about their stories and moms that, you know, had, you know, were in different professional ways and they came on with their expertise. And then it just started to kind of grow and reach out from there. And then we've had, you know, people, hey, I'd like to learn about baby led weaning or hey, I'd really like to hear about children and anxiety. And then that's when we start to reach out a little bit more and word of mouth is kind of through different experts that we have on. They'll tell about other friends and experts that they know and have them connect with us. And so it's just kind of been growing and growing and it's been amazing kind of how that's kind of flourished. That's great. And, you know, it's so cool to see, like, if you flip back through your episodes, like, oh, okay, we're going through this right now. Let's go back to that episode and re-listen to that. And I mean, I know a lot of the experts that you guys have interviewed too, and looking through their profiles and be like, oh, that would be a good episode. Ooh, that would be, can't wait to listen to that one. That would be good. And just relating to like where my kids are right now. I think that's so great. So yeah, congratulations to you guys for really building that community. And I think what's interesting what you guys are doing too, you're focusing it very much so on a in-person community as well as a a global expert community, which is very cool. I think you guys have done a really great job of that. So that's really cool. And so one of the things I want to know is like, do you guys have, do you guys have any experience like with parenting stuff before you started this? Obviously you've gained a lot of knowledge throughout the parenting, being, being the host of the show, but did you guys have any, were you in that industry before? Well, 
Before to be uh, podcasting like this, I'm a registered dental hygienist. So at the office, I would see a lot of children. I would see most of the children and I happen to be really good with them. So, you know, when your little ones are really scared and you actually have the ability to turn this around and give them an amazing experience, I thought, you know what? Yeah, there's something I do get. So I do bring my background, a little bit of psychology and all this. And of course, all the knowledge that I have learned with the podcast. But Heather, (laughs) Heather, I'll let you talk about your experience. (laughs) So I always joke that I went to university for parenting. (laughs) And that was when I was the owner of Jimbery Play and Music in Coquitlam. I was there for 13 years and I got to work and play with so many families over that 13 years. I learned so much about the early childhood education kind of kind of experience, whether like all about children, their development, social, emotional, physical, cognitive, you name it, that whole side of it. But then also the actual real life in person stuff because I was working with the children and the parents seeing them daily I used to you know joke that I got to know the kids so well I'd see them more than grandparents would see their kids because they'd be there every week in class and watching these children grow up and it's cool because of the world of Facebook and things like that I mean children that I used to teach when they were say two years old I'm watching become world dance champions or become little TV movie stars and it's like or just win first prize at a race like it's so cool to just kind of see these kids grow up and where they are now and I'm still friends with a lot of the moms and so I really did take lots of mental notes as you know we were as I was working day to day but it was really a lot of play it was it wasn't work <laughs> and I learned so much through that as I said, just kind of watching them, but also, of course, through the foundation of the actual program itself. So I try to bring that obviously to real life, but it's funny where, you know, people think, oh, you have so much experience, it must be so easy. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't make it really any easier. <laughs> My kids have all the same craziness that other children do. And just because I might have been able to be good with other people's kids, when it's your own kids, it's not easier. <laughs> oh, I totally agree with that. I remember being high school and college, I'd always do jobs where I was teaching classes at the rec center or working in a preschool or working after school care. And I was like, I need to start working with kids if I want to have my own one day. (laughs) (laughs) I think getting a a confused idea of what it's really like to have kids. (laughs) And it's totally different when you have your own, right? (laughs) They come with their own set of rules and stuff. So Heather, as a play expert, what are some things our Blissful community can learn from you about play and incorporating play? into our families. Yeah, I think people have to realize how important play is. And like not just like when we get older, structure play, like we're going to play soccer, that sort of thing, but actually playfulness and getting down on the ground and being with your little ones. And there's a couple big reasons why that is so important. And one of them, of course, is connection. We hear connection a lot, especially when we hear about, you know, discipline and tantrums and all that. And really what children are not looking for, they're not looking for attention, they're looking for connection. And play is such a positive way to create that connection with your little one. So don't wait for the tantrum and don't wait for the negative experience to happen, but to be down there playing with your little one, giving them that really good quality time. So your phone is not part of this equation. It's not down there with you. You know, you're actually talking with your little ones. You're giving them eye contact. And this can start right from the baby stage. So that means lots of facial expressions, lots of inflection in your voice, being, you know, making up songs, making 
making up little rhymes and just really going back to basics. You don't need equipment. You just need yourself. Kind of get back to using your imagination. Um, as little ones get older, they're going to join in with that fun as well. And then remembering that you're your child's first teacher. You're right there with them right from the start. They're going to be looking to you always to, is this cool? Is this okay? So if mommy is down there pretending to be a puppy dog and barking and going, <laughs> you know, then the child is going to like, oh, that's fun. That's cool. Let's pretend to be puppy dogs because mommy can do it and I can do it. And I'll start, you know, that mimicking and things like that. So it's so important to let down our guard. Don't worry about the judgment, but be playful. Yeah, play with your little ones because it's about that connection and our children learn through play. So they're going to learn so much from you as their first teacher. It's amazing. That's great advice. I love that. I mean, you know, it's interesting because I think we're so busy as parents and we're so focused on like, okay, just the next food, what's the next meal? What's the next dish? Oh, dishes and laundry. And it's like, ah, all these things that like, yeah, sometimes we don't even like get down on the floor and play or like, let's make time for that. That is so important. And actually, it's funny. That's how I actually started listening to podcasts is because I was on the floor playing with my son and I was like, this is amazing. But my business brain still wants to learn some stuff. So I put on podcasts in the background while we were playing on the floor. So I'm hoping awesome. he's going to pick up some of that business brain stuff too from really early on to all the car rides and business podcasts. And we did switch it between Rafi and business podcasts and Charlie diamonds. So we still got some fun songs in there. But yeah, I think that connection piece is so big. And you mentioned something about devices in there. And we're going to take a turn on that conversation in a minute, because I want to dive more into that. And I love that you brought up the connection, because I think the more technology we have, and the more busy we are, that connection time is so valuable. And like you said, it's so good for their brains too. Exactly. It's a huge part of development. If they're actually seeing that children will actually not develop properly if there is an actual lack of connection. That actual physical touch, eye contact and connection is such an actual very important part of brain development. Wow, that's so fascinating. My kids are seven and three going on four. And it's really interesting because I notice on the days that like, I don't sit down and like face them, have an eye to eye conversation. If it's just like we haven't gone to that part of the day or we're just been too busy or whatever, I can see it in their behavior that we haven't had that connection. As soon as we have that connection or even like a hug, more hugs, it's like their behaviors changes completely. And I think that's so just reminds me, reiterates like, oh, yes, that connection is so important. They're looking for that. It's someone, well, that's one of the hidden behaviors <laughs> that Chuck talks about all the time on this podcast as yeah. well. Is that that attention they're looking for. That's so great. So anything else that we can do on a daily basis? So getting down and playing with our kids and connection, any other things like as a family we can do, Heather, that you can think of? Let's see. <laughs> no, I'm putting you on the spot of this one. Digging into the play. What else is there? <laughs> Just kind of, like, think of like old fashioned things, like building fort, you know, like using, as I said, it doesn't mean go to the toy store and buy a million things. It's about having fun with kind of what you have and getting outside as well when the weather is nice or even just throwing on the muddy buddy and heading to the park. Just kind of just trying to be more physical. We're so sedentary these days mm-hmm. and we just really need to, as I said, play and be playful. And that means the grown-ups need to get off of the couch too. So, you know, and the more that we can show our little ones about being active too, our little ones are going to want to continue to be active. It doesn't take much and it doesn't have to be a ton of time. It's really about quality over quantity. 
So if you can just spend a half an hour, even 20 minutes of quality time, like just truly one-on-one with your little one, you're going to see such a difference in their behavior, truly. And yeah, it doesn't take much time. It's just really about making it quality. Yeah, that quality time is so important. It doesn't have to be a lot. And like we said, we're so short on time these days. But yeah, that quality is really important. We were at this birthday party for a, it was two brothers. They were just, one was turning two and one was turning four a few weeks ago. And outside in a park, the whole birthday party, even though it was late in the fall, and it could have been totally raining that day and it wasn't. But the whole birthday party, they all the kids got a picture of 12 different things that they would find in the forest and an egg carton. And it was a scavenger hunt. And it was yes. such a cool idea. The kids had a blast. They were all working their money buddies. We came back, had hot chocolate and birthday cake. I'm like, what a cool birthday party. That was really well that done. Awesome. And like, yes. Something you don't think about anymore because everything's like so manufactured or yes. so structured and like it's got to be in inside you got to pay lots of money for it or you know (laughs) the nature one was such a big hit which I'm so glad because we live in the nature nature area don't we (laughs) we sure do yeah yeah I love it now I want to revisit something you mentioned about devices and then Genevieve I want you to chime in on this one because I know you and I were having this conversation earlier about your the way your philosophy on devices and how, you know, speaking about connection, like how is that impacting families? And you've learned some things through your journey on this podcast from some of the other experts as well. What can you tell us a little bit about your ideas around the, the devices? Well, I think one of the main thing, and we have to talk about, me and Heather, we always often talk about this, but everybody should be talking about this. It's even the, sorry, the Canadian Pediatric Association is advising, is recommending zero screen time from children from zero to two. There's a lot of research that are going on right now. There's already a lot of research that has been done, and they're finding a relation with ADHD, any attention deficit disorder, ADD. So I think it's not okay anymore to give your phone to your little one and to use it as a babysitter. So give them a toy, make some faces, like Heather was saying, you know, connection, going back to that, it's still the way to go. And of course, I'm talking with little ones. And in that same route, there's more and more, we actually have a new term now. We talk about brexting. So a lot of the moms with their teeny little babies are actually brexting. So instead of actually breastfeeding and looking at your baby and maybe like catching the first smile, and when you have the first smile, you smile back. Well, you're on your phone texting and you're missing that connection, right? So it's starting to be, and there, a lot of people are worried about what's going to happen in the future of all those little children that are missing all those little so important first connection because the parents, that is most of the time the mom, right? It could be, it could be the dad because it could be with the bottle, right? But they're missing that all those little cues that it's so important to get them to do it again and again and again, right? So just say to people here, like if you're breastfeeding, maybe put your phone down, you know, it's okay once in a while. I do believe in balance, but yeah, if you can leave your phone to the side and just look at your little baby, they are so small for such short amount of time. And I know we're busy and I know sometimes it can be a little bit boring, quote unquote here, because they don't talk yet, but just look at them and smile and just be with them. Be present. It's so important. So this is for a little one, but I want to talk about older children too, like teenagers or young teenager. 
I don't know if you know, Michelle or Heather, that average children get woken up three to four times per night from Snapchat or text or <laughs> anything that email, I'm not sure exactly, but all those things that are, if they have their phone in their room, often their sleep get interrupted. So I strongly recommend to not let your child have their phone into their room. Super important. Even though your child will tell you that they will put their device on airplane mode or anything like that, they will turn them back on. And if you say yes once, <laughs> do I have to say more? <laughs> so one little trick there, it's probably to try to have every the all everybody's phone plug at a charging station in the kitchen and it start with us as parents so if you have your phone in your room and you're asking your children to not have their phone in their room especially when they get a bit older right it's going to be really hard to implement that so yeah it starts with us and we know if our child gets interrupted three to four times a night what happens to their brain development everything's happening at night and it's they're going to be sleep deprived. They're going to be tired the next day. They're not going to be behavior. They're going to have behavior problem and they're not going to be as attentive at school. So one thing that we strongly recommend is uh, to, to stick with no phone into the room. I know it's hard. And another thing I want to talk about is when to give a phone to your children. How do we know this? It's, I don't have actually a, an exact answer, but I think we have to be attentive as parents, we know our child, you know the behavior of your child, you know the reason why you want to give a cell phone to your child. Is it for safety? Is it because they start babysitting? Is it because they're doing new activities and there's a pick up and drop off that needs to happen? Maybe it could be a family phone. So there's one phone for the family. So the person that needs to be pick up and drop off have that phone and evaluate this. And if you're finding your child is mature enough and responsible enough to have a phone, then you can start. But there's not an age. There's not an age that come with this. It's more about knowing your child and education. You got to educate your child around those devices. Maybe educate them about the blue light. And I'm not getting into that big use discussion about the wave and all that stuff, but we don't know right now. Is it good? Is it bad to sleep next to a phone? I mean, I don't know, but I don't sleep next to my phone because I'm more worried about what we don't know yet about that, what we know now. And like one of our experts has said in one of her podcasts, Louise Clark, is devices are not our enemy. It's our inability to create boundaries around them. And I think it's all about education. It's about role modeling it too. Yeah. You know, it's funny you're talking about role modeling because my kids, they do have, they, we don't have to, we live off the grid. So it's kind of a different situation up here. We live off the grid and so we don't have a TV. So the kids, if they want to watch a show, they can watch it for a few minutes on an iPad because we have Wi-Fi, And so they'll watch it on the iPad. But whenever I need to talk to them about something, I say, guys, okay, like, look at me, look at me for a second. And then I speak to them because otherwise, you know, it's like this. And so, you know, it's interesting as you're talking about modeling, I was on my phone doing something for work. And my daughter's like, mommy, look at me. <laughs> look at me, mommy. I'm like, oh yes. Okay. I'll look at you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we all do it. And I do it too. Right. But I think it's training ourselves to be like, whoops, I'm on my phone. Something that I do myself when I come in, there's a big, hi kids after work. How you guys doing? And then no phone all the way until they go to bed. So 
I mean, no phone. I might peek a little bit here and there, but there is no taking my phone, answering to text or going onto a long like email writing or reading. I put all this away until the kids goes to bed and yeah, go down to your knees. Like Heather's saying, go outside, even though if it's raining, we're living in a very rainy <laughs> place. So yeah, let's learn to love the rain and go outside. And that's the way to do it. More connection, more nature. I think that's definitely the way to do it. And one of the other things I heard when you were talking about the the cell phones with kids, one of the things I read recently was don't give your kids, if you have to give them at a young age, like for safety reasons or, you know, picking up whatever, a cell phone, don't give them a smartphone, give them a dumb phone, like an old phone that doesn't do anything else other than text and call. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Cause you don't want them on the game. So that's a really good thing. And I've heard a lot of parents actually starting to like, get away from the smartphone so that they're not tempted to do those things on their phones either. I know I've deleted a whole bunch of apps recently and no games on my phone, no <laughs> things like that. Smart. So, so <laughs> time, I mean, I it's ha- having a business. I try really hard not to, you know, use my phone so often for business, but sometimes you have to, but the less I can do on there, the better <laughs> deleting those email apps, deleting all those things, you know, it's really great help. I mean, you know, there's no right or wrong. There's no like, Oh, there's no, there's no manual that comes with these device things either. And we are just learning things as we go along. But I love what you said about the bedroom and having your phone off or not bring him into the bedroom. And I think I've even heard that for, for couples and families too. If you want to have a good relationship with your significant other, I mean, how often do we see now or hear about spouses falling asleep with each other, they're each on their own phone and not talking to each other, right? So I think that goes back to connection again too. Right? Yeah. And I think our children of this generation will more and more having it's more difficult actually for them to start connecting face-to-face because they're all behind their phone. They can be sitting next to each other and not even talking, but talking on their phone. So in the future, this is going to be a problem. And as a parent, by putting the phone away, let's, let's say when we eat at night, well, you still give time or space for that connection to happen. Another example is maybe when we drive or we go somewhere, no phone in the car. I don't know. Let's try it for one time. If it's something that's already been happening all the time, hey, this time everybody put their phone into the glove compartment and let's go on a ride and let's smell the flowers and look outside and yeah, enjoy each other. But I know it's hard, right? But it's so hard for, for a teenager right now to connect. And I, another thing is there's a lot of bullying behind in the, uh, the background. And um that's very scary too, because yeah. that can happen to your own child. Absolutely. I'm so thankful we didn't have Facebook or any social media things when we were in high school. Like, can you imagine, you know, can you imagine now what that would be like for kids to just have the bullying that happens at school amplified all over social media and then stay there forever, right? And yeah, I it doesn't end, right? It's like 24-7. You know, when we were younger, if you would get bullied at school, at least when you got home, you had a break. Now it's, that's over. It's, it's on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. For those kids. And well, I've heard that actually some social media platforms are moving more now towards the disappearing content, which is, that's hopefully a good sign of things coming up. An expert I want to bring on, maybe I'll pick your guys' brains after this call as to who you think is an expert in this, but I would really want to bring on someone who's really um, in the teaching parents about the social media, the dangers and the ins and outs of social media with their kids too. Because I think that would be a really powerful conversation for our community too. 
Well, ladies, I want to thank you so, so much for being here today. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you guys and hearing all the wonderful things that are happening in your community and just hearing about all the great stories you guys have from the experts you've spoken to and all the things that we've learned and all the things. And I think it really, this conversation has come down to connection and how important connection is and connecting with our kids, whether they're a baby and they're breastfeeding and not breasting. <laughs> that was worth <laughs> that for that term. Yeah. And not breasting. <laughs> And not, you know, just making sure that we're getting down on the floor and playing with our kids all the way up to really managing expectations around devices as they grow up and what to expect. So thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. Any last things that you want to say to our community? Be kind to yourself. Heather and I, we love to record our real mom moments, which are our funny and not so funny real mom moments. And we all have them. And let's laugh a little bit. We're so serious. Parenting is so hard. You know what? I think Heather will agree with me. Like, take it easy. Take care of yourself as a mom, you know, and yeah, just enjoy and laugh. Exactly. And don't be afraid to reach out for help. Always. Always. Take the village. Use your village. Use your village. It really does. We all laugh at that thing, but it's true. So we can't do it alone, can we? (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies. We'll hope to speak with you again, and hope to bring you back on the show again down the road. Wonderful. Thank you so much for Fantastic. having us. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. And for Blissful Parenting, our community, make sure you go and check out Heather and Genevieve's podcast, Parent Talk, and you can find them at parenttalk.ca. Thanks so much, ladies. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. Thank you.